Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Well, a week from yesterday, we will actually have some baseball in the Bronx. We will have some actual fans in the stands. You know, after last year's 60-game season without fans and noise and all that other stuff, seems like this year, little by little, we're returning to normalcy. And that's where I want to start with my next guest, GT, Julian Jularte. He's known on and as Twitter. Uh, he's the CEO of Grunt Talks MLB podcast and Grunt Talks NFL. We'll get to both of those. But Julian, uh, how pumped are you that fans could come back into the stands this upcoming week, even if it's limited capacity? No, I'm really excited. I'm going to be out there myself, too, for opening day. It's been a long time. Uh, I know it's not exactly the same, but we're going to make the most of it, especially after missing last year. You know, I'm really excited to stay good about it right now, six days out. Um, it's almost time. I'm ready. Well, did, did you how, did you think that your Twitter following group during the pandemic, like, was that a factor for you that you were able to still bring us some sports and Yankee news even during a pandemic? Yeah, for sure. I think it helped. I think I was on a good track before the pandemic. I think it hurt some progress, too, because I wasn't able to go out to the field work I like to do, like actually go to the events and stuff. Even like spring training, I was limited. I couldn't really get the access I wanted to. But yeah, like we used to get. So, like, I'm just trying to do what I can, but I'm really looking forward to the season. As a podcaster, uh, do you ever get press credentials? I, I, I'm kind of curious. Um, we were working towards trying to get those, but that's the problem right now with the pandemic because we're still limiting access and everything. So we're hoping to get them soon, but nothing as of now. Well, I've got to ask, as a podcaster, as someone who wants to bring a journalistic you know, approach to this as well, you know, you mentioned us to us, hey, this is going on with the Yanks. This, but how how tough is it to uh, to divert the journalism into and your fanhood? Like, do they mix? Do you try and not let it mix? Like, I know you're a big Yankee fan, so does, how does that influence your podcasting? Um, you know, I do. I mix it up a little bit. I guess I'm a little unconventional in some ways, but I like to mix them. You know, um, but I still have to be objective with my views. And I was just here praising the Yankees, like. I think it makes me look at them more critically, too, because I'm looking to see, like, what's wrong, like, from all aspects. I, like, compare it to other teams, too. Like, looking at my power rankings, looking at all the teams. Um, I don't want to just do Yankees stuff, but it is my main focus, obviously. I will be there opening day. Haven't been to a game in well too long. Yeah. I'm training the first one last year, so that was my last time. Well, let's talk about the team because – 
you know, I thought the big free agent signing was DJ and then they got Kluber, but that seemed to be just about it. Uh, were you surprised they didn't make any more moves, uh, maybe even behind the plate as well? Well, Jamison Tanya was a good move, too, and they did add um, Justin Wilson things up in our day, a few other things, but minor moves. Um, I mean, Sanchez, I knew he was going to get one last chance this year. We'll see what he's doing. He's looking a little bit better lately. People are reading in too much of spring, I think. Uh, I just want to see what he has in April. I know they're going to give him, like, a short leash if he doesn't have it, though. Right, and and you kind of have to. I mean, to dedicate all that money to him and then him still not perform will be very disappointing. Uh, there were a couple guys talked about in camp this year that, uh, especially Jay Bruce, whether he'd make the team or not. Um, a, did you like that signing? And B, what's his status? Is he going to make the opening day roster? I mean, yes, I like the move for sure. You know, he started spring training really hot. This is the guy the Yankees have wanted since 2017. Um, he has a lot of good credentials for the stadium. He's got that swing that fits the short porch. He can play first, too, maybe help out Luke Boyd. And, you know, they did send Mike Ford down, so I thought maybe Bruce had the edge, but no decision yet still. I think Bruce is going to opt out and force the Yankees' hand. We're going to have to know by some point tomorrow since that was triggered yesterday. Dietrich is still in the Yankees' lineup for now. His opt-out might be coming soon as well. So could this be a final audition for Derek Dietrich maybe? That's another thing to look at too. But I think it's going to end up being Mike Talkman it looks like unless they trade him. Uh, I hope they don't. I think Talkman's such a valuable piece to this Yankee organization as you probably know by now. Yeah, no, I'm a big talking guy as well. Um, it's just because Tyler Wade has to stay because the infield, unfortunately. And I wanted Dietrich to get over him, but he can't play short, so that probably won't happen. So, But I'm excited. Are, uh, you know, and, and I was going to say, you know, a lot of this is de- determining people's health. Uh, and Duhar, again, another struggling spring training. He's hurt. Uh, has there been any, any other major injury that I may – well, of course, uh, I believe it was – Zach Britton, too. He's out, is he not? So there's a couple of guys, but mainly been a healthy camp, no? Yeah, um, it has been. You know, Justin Wilson avoided a major scare. He might be back up to the month or so. Uh, Clark Schmidt went down, but he wasn't going to start in the majors anyway, most likely. So, yeah, the hitters have been healthy for the most part, which is fantastic. You love to see. Hopefully it ends up staying that way. From the pitching standpoint, the bullpen's in shambles a little bit because um, they have a few injuries now. But I really like what I've seen from Lucas Lakey, so I think that that could be a nice replacement. And then Michael Ken could be in play. Nick Nelson's definitely earned the spot. And, and I mean, you talk about all these uh, things for the average Yankee fan who may not be following it. I, I, I don't know, but you're you're very passionate. You're a diehard, so I would expect you to know all the different moves inside and out. Um, for the average observer, though, should we get all hyped up about a big launched home run last night by Aaron Judge, or is there any concern, or does he look legitimately healthy for this year? No, well, I think I'm not really worried about his home runs, although last night was obviously fun to see. Uh, you love seeing Nappleman absolutely crushes the ball well over the Ziki bar. Biggest shot they said the stadium so far this spring, so that's fun. But I'm not really worried about him having homers in spring, you know. I know they're working on stuff in spring training a lot. Um, sometimes you look really good and you don't start well, and other times it's 
vice versa. Like you do terribly, and then you come out really hot when the season starts. So I'm not like going big into spring training. I just like to see baseball again, see if these fun matchups. Well, yeah, and it, it'll be fun. I think you know you, we start off the year with Toronto, who obviously uh, upped their game with Springer a little bit. I mean, they're they're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, Toronto's been banged up a little bit though. There's no Springer now. He might not. He's not going to play the opener probably. Um, Robbie Ray went down too. They lost Nate Pearson, um, Kirby Aces, Tommy John, and then they scratched um, Biggio the other day, but he should be fine. So they've been going through it a little bit, but still an upstart team for sure. Had them inside right on the top ten range before all these injuries, like eleven and twelve. So but Julian, I think you they know, have a good. You know so much about this game, so I gotta ask: Is this your life? Is this your your sweat and tears? It sounds like it is, but is there a job that you also have in addition, or have you dedicated your life to following everything baseball and everything Yankees well, for your for your base? Well, at this point, I'm all in right now. I mean, I just made the switch a little few months ago, but I'm looking to do other stuff as well, sort of. But I'm going through this really. I think it's a great year to make a push. Um, we're getting our access back a little bit, hopefully. Um, fans and all that are starting to flood in again. Like, we're returning to normal. When the time next year begins, I think we'll be having a better outlook. But I'm excited for the season. Get a full 162. So, just going to push as much content as we can. Were you surprised that the MLB was able to pull off last year the way they did? Or did you have any disagreements with the way they did it? Or what was your thought on that 60-game year? Yeah, you know, I really didn't love it so much. But I know it was a tough situation for them. Uh, 60 games is tough to really evaluate much. Uh, you saw a lot of weird things happen. I was hoping to get like 80 to 100. I mean, they could have had it if it wasn't for the arguments over the money and everything. But that's just how the sport goes sometimes. But, um, you know, it was a quirky season. But obviously I'm happy we had it instead of not having anything. At least we got to see something. It was just not fun watching all these games without fans. And and then and the fake noise was also a little bit tough to deal with, uh, but yeah, watching an empty Yankee Stadium it kind of was heartbreaking in a sense. As much as they played well, you know, you still want to be there. Uh, Julian, another storyline obviously this year so far is Aaron Boone's health. He did the whole pacemaker surgery. He came back to the dugout three days later. I mean, what's your take on that whole story of Aaron Boone? And and does that uh, health now inspire him to do even more? As manager, I mean, he's already won two 100-plus years. Could they go for 100-plus again? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it was a tough situation. I'm happy he got resolved quickly. I know he had some issues in the past. Um, very happy with how quick the turnaround was, especially. And, at, like I said, though it all went well. Wishing the best for him and everything. But I think on the field as well, yeah, it can help. I mean, I think it makes us even more urgent. You know, they want to win it for him. He's been chopping at the door, like you said. <laughs> Hasn't got to the World Series yet, but hopefully they get there and win it this year. Do you think, because, you know, when we really picked up full play, or supposed to, the Astros were like the evil empire all of a sudden with the whole cheating. Do you think the fans are going to give it to them this year? Some some say, oh, they, we all thought, probably forgot. But we don't forget about that stuff here in New York, right? I mean, even if there's limited capacity, the Bregmans, the the uh, Correas, the Altuve, they'll hear it from the fans no matter who's there, right? I would hope so. And I definitely want to do that as well on May, May 4th. You know, they're going to come to the stadium on May 4th. So we'll see. What happens that day? It's Star Wars Day too. That'll be fun, and um, I'm excited to see 
that and see the reaction I get. Hopefully we have more than 10,000 at that point. We'll see, but um, it's going to be fun. And I don't think the fans should forget what happened just because they weren't able to last year. Right, exactly. And I would say the Nationals should still get a ring ceremony because they beat the Astros a couple of years ago. They didn't get a chance to do that. So hopefully with fans there, they can do that. Julian, when did you become a fan of the Yankees? Like, I feel like you're, it's in your lifeblood. So when did you become a true blue Yankee fan? Yeah, you know, it's been a 20-year process for me. I started when I was 7 or 8. Um, now I'm like 28, so that's what I've been do- doing, yeah. Always been all in. Diehard fan. on the millions of games. Um, new stadium, old stadium. It's been a fun time. Last year was real tough. I always like to watch everything. Like, baseball's not too long for me. It's fun. So, looking forward to it. So, obviously, if you didn't mind sitting through any baseball game, you probably had no problem sitting through last night's Bonanza, 13-12 Yankee loss against the Phillies. But um, do you think spring training, for you, how important is it to see the prospects, knowing that you have a community to report to about them, how important is it to keep an eye on spring training for those in your position as CEO of Run Talk MLB? Yeah, you know, we got to check what's going on. We look through the whole system. The prospects are very important. You know, Oswald Peraza is one that pops off the page. Obviously, there's um, Dominguez, but we can't see much of him. Um, Luis Gill, Albert Abreu, a few names to mention there. So, for Ezekiel Durant, you know, Chris Gaines look good, too. Um, there's a lot of guys down there, the pitching ones as well. But, yeah, it's important to keep tabs for that. To see how the progressing Florio as well, who came in late in the camp. But he looks good. He had a big RBI last night as well. So, um, it's important to keep tabs on everyone. I mean, people realize it when Jeter came up through the system. But I feel like the generations before us really understood how important the farm system is when they saw Tyler, you know, Tyler Austin and, and judge hit two home, hit a home run each their first game in the major leagues. Remember that? Day? I remember that it was a yesterday because A-Rod had his retirement night the night before. And then in a new flip switched with Aaron judge, you could just feel it that day. Yeah, it was a fun time for sure. And you had the new guys with the Austin might pan out a little better, but still a fun little baby bomber experience there. So that was definitely noteworthy. Now, did you? So you haven't been down to spring training this year at all. But what? What? No, your, I did go. You did go. What was that like? Yeah, it just wasn't the same. Though, like I was saying before, like the access of the workouts, I couldn't see much really. I saw a few guys coming on the outside field sometimes, you know. So Chapman throw a few pitches and going to the gas station, but couldn't get anything too noteworthy because uh, it was the kinds of restricted access. Um, they were very careful what they did and everything. The plans and the schedule were more. Um, disoriented than normal because they didn't really want everyone to know what was going on, kind of. Um, but it was still good what we could, you know, got the information that was going on, just like trying to evaluate each day, kind of set the scene for people that weren't there, you know. just wasn't the same, but it was still a fun time just to be down there and go to any games, so. though. And get away from this place known as New York right now. It's a little tough to be here when you see it. I think we're on a rebound, but it is still tough to watch empty streets a little bit. So I'm sure Florida was was a you know breath of fresh air, literally too, because I love that air in, in February and March. It's so nice down there uh, compared to up here. I know that you you have a picture with John Sterling on your um, on your cover photo. So what's that like watching him and Michael K basically relive relive our childhood? I mean that's what we grew up on, right? Listening to K and Sterling on the radio. Now we see them on Yes. What a cool idea that was. 
Yeah, I absolutely love it. You know, I met him before the pandemic last year. It was fun meeting him and everything. Uh, to talk to him, give me some cool advice. So that was cool. And um met Michael before also. Also, that same day we did see him. But um, they're both really great people. Um, great to see them back together because we grew up, like you said, such a good president for sports broadcasting and everything. Always made the Yankees games unique. So it's, it's good to see them back. It would be cool to see it more often, but I know why it doesn't happen because the TV and the radio mix obviously so it, it was it's good though yeah one thing i will miss now is not having uh bob murphy do sny I'm, i just gotta say it like if he was on sny that would have been pretty legendary but he passed away <clears throat> before that uh came into fruition i believe so may rest you know god rest his soul even to this day but i do miss murph as well and uh, he and cohen were great on radio uh which i'm sure you remember as well back in the day he and cohen would do these and then howie rose it was all these guys are great personalities, you know, and I just, uh, it was fun to see that. Now, there's been a lot of excitement about Garrett Cole, uh, even in three innings, hitting 100 miles an hour, hitting his spots. Should we be that wound up over spring training? Like, is that worth it, or should we see how he does in regular play? Oh, when it's Garrett Cole, he could always be wound up, so I say absolutely. <laughs> um, the fact he's hitting 100 is a great sign because last year it took him, I don't even know if he got, actually got a few times towards the end, so he's already well ahead of where he was last year. Now we're going to get a full season out of him. Things seem to be normal. I'm not worried about the innings with him, one of the few guys you know, we've got to worry about. Um, it's going to be fun this year. I think all the hype's real. You're going to see a full season, hopefully 300-plus strikeouts. Uh, nice AL Cy Young, too. Uh, but, yeah, all aboard the Cole Express, for sure, the Cole train. Yeah, and I think, obviously, for them, the result needs to be a ring, right? I mean, we're, we've been waiting for 28 since 2009, it feels like. So here we go. Hey, are you going to go up to Cooperstown this year to see D- Jeter? Is that is that actually a thing happening? Or what's the induction ceremony going to be like for Derek? I think they may have actually just canceled that to the fans, if my memory serves me correct, a few weeks back. So I don't know if I'm getting involved in that. Um, I don't know. Um, I think they're not doing it, though, for the fans anymore. Well, that really stinks because that would have been, you know, of all the guys who want to see be inducted, uh, hopefully they do. But of all the guys see be inducted, he's the guy you want to go see. Uh, A, because what he meant to this to the city, and to our lives, you and I, I'm sure. Uh, did you ever get a chance to meet him? No, I never, I never met him. He's, uh, I, I was around him a few times. Very nice guy. But, uh, Julian, let's switch gears here. Talk about your podcast, Grunt Talks MLB. I know you do it if you're with a couple other guys. So what's, what do, what do you guys, what's your mindset for the podcast every time you go on? Like, what do you want fans to really know that they aren't getting from anywhere else? Well, it's GT Sports. This is a podcast me and my brother Bobby Thompson started. Um, we started a few years back. Um, we talk baseball and football. We just like to give unique perspectives, and we like to interact with the fan base. A lot of people don't do that, so we like to get their interactions. Like, if they ask questions, we'll answer everything. Um, you know, like, how you think things are going, we'll be like, yeah, no. Like, you, you can ask whatever you want, and we'll be honest with it. Um we do everything together for the most part, so that's been good. And um, we were recruited by Darren Klein, who's the founder of Grunt Talks, until we ended up joining Grunt, and now we all operate equally. We work together. We do YouTube channel, articles. Um, we have merchandise, too. Grunt Talks MLB is the website. Um, Grunt Talks GT Sports is the um, YouTube channel. And the podcast is GT Sports Talks, presented by Grunt Talks. 
I know it's a, it, you guys are well marketed over there, and it's I, I gotta tune in more to your podcast. Actually, I just met you today, and I feel like we have a good fan connection. But that's what Yankees baseball is, right? It brings people together who we may never met ever before. That, that's what I love about the game. Uh, speaking of fan interaction, I mean, obviously we haven't been able to do that in the pandemic, but in general, I feel like sports isn't a buzz in New York anymore. Like, I don't know if you remember, but it was always the talk of the town years ago. Yeah. See what this guy's doing. Now it feels like there's only a select group that really is interested. How do we get everybody back interested in sports, even with the 24 seven alerts that hit our phone? Like there's gotta be a way to get everybody back into this, right? Yeah, I know. I think a part of the problem we're facing here is the pandemic because, like, things are still out normal. People aren't going to games anymore, you know. There's a lot going on this past year plus. But I just want things to return, hopefully. But I think it's just about marketing better. You just got to make it look fun again. I mean, some people seem to be getting bored easily these days. I don't know. But um, I guess we just got to keep pushing, you know, just show the good aspects of the sport, you know. Just just like baseball. Baseball needs to be marketed much better. Um, I wish there was a way we could help. I'm trying to, but they make it very difficult. So we're going to have to see what happens with that going forward. Well, how would you but rebrand it? Like, what what, are, what would your ideas be? Um, I just want to put the players more at the forefront, like show their personalities more, like some of the guys you don't see, like the Mike Trouts of the world. Um like, you know, like some guys like that, like Juan Soto, they had a good story on today. So that was good. Like, we're going to try to teach you your show a little more. Just like trying to make the game a little more fan-friendly. Well, do you think the whole mic'd up thing on the field could lead into the regular season? Or is this just spring training fun? Uh, I wouldn't like it personally on the regular season, but it could bring people back into it if they see clips of players actually interacting during a game. That was That's a unique thing. Yeah, I think it's just been training fun. I don't think they're going to carry the season. So, I would not expect that at all because they said they're not going to do it still. I think it's something the players are interested in, but the owners don't want to go there. So. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the owners because I know there have been some changes in baseball, obviously. So for those who haven't been caught up to the, to the changes for 2021, what have you seen as as some constants that we're going to see that we've never seen before? What changes are happening? Um, well, I guess the thing that I would say that you should watch for is the um, is the um, extra inning rule staying long term, I would say, like putting them on a second. And that affected the games last year, did it not? Oh, yeah, but it wasn't it didn't speed them up as much as people would think. I think is what they concluded. But I would expect that one to stick. Um, the seven inning double headers potentially as much as I don't like that. I think the Universal VH will come back after this season. And do you like that? See, I, I know that the Yankees have had horror stories, especially with Chiming Wong. He, he, you know, rounds third, injures himself on the way home, ends the season, ends his, you know, Yankee career. It was really tragic, actually. But um, could you, would you support a universal DH, or does that take away from the purity of the game that we all love to talk about? What did you say? I'm sorry. Well, would the universal DH take away from the game's purity? You know, there's always this purest aspect of it. Oh, no. I'm not, I, don't, I don't feel for that at all because I definitely want the universal DH. I think it's time that certain things change. You know, I get baseball's a great game, and I like the majority of it, but it doesn't mean we can't make things better at the same time. And I think, you know, having nine batters, not an automatic out, does make a difference, does it not? 
Yes, exactly. The game flow is much better when you have the hitters to not pitchers hitting because um, also it lets the pitchers throw longer because you've got to come out early if you're up to bat again in a crucial situation. So you're saying we may never see a Bartolo Colon home run or a, you know, we we won't see the homers from these pitchers uh, come 2022? Potentially, yes, because I think in the new agreement they're going to want to put in the um, universal DH, so really do. Do you think we'll ever see, like, uh, you know, because I know the owners and everybody was talking about the bubbles. Could we see a bubble this year if things start to spike again? Or how do you think no, they I don't, I don't think so, because I think they would have done that already, you know. They did it for the playoffs only. I think they're going to be good to go now for the normal stadiums, you know. These teams are going to want that revenue back. But I guess, like, I think we had control again and we take a 360. Um, I guess I can't completely rule it out of the table. You never know what's going to happen with all this. It's one tough lesson we've learned. Yeah, nothing is, uh, per- you know, everything changes. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, you know, the the fan base, as I mentioned at the top, they're coming back. So I got to ask you, have you had a lot of interaction with fellow fans uh, who are like either pumped, nervous? What What's your feeling of fans wanting to come back? How hungry are we? We're hungry, but we're cautious. That's what I've noticed. Um, I know some people are more eager than others to go back to the stadium right now. I self-included among several others which will be there on Thursday, but some are waiting for their vaccine round still. You know, some are have one round waiting for the second round. Some are like, I'm going to go, but I want to make sure like it's good. Like I know everyone wants to get back, but it seems like someone to their own pace. Which is not a bad thing. I mean, it's still a it still feels like COVID's still here, and that's the that's the bizarre part because everybody's getting vaccinated left and right. It feels like so. Have you been vaxxed yet? I got a, a personal question. I got. Yeah, I did get one, and I will be getting my second one, and I will be going back to the ballpark before the second one. But, um, yeah. So, how did you uh, maneuver your content during pandemic? Like, how did you still keep it fan friendly and tell people, you know, don't be too frustrated with this? Yes, we're all frustrated, but. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. What was your messaging like during the pandemic for your base? Uh, I was just my message was just try to like be maintain and just like not get too high or too down. I guess like in certain situations because it was a tough time. But I always see, I knew there was light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. Like it was tough when things kept getting pushed back. But I wasn't one of these people that was like, oh my god, we're not going to see sports for the whole season. Like I, I wasn't one of those people. I was like, all right, like, when's it going to happen? Like. I knew they were going to find a way because sometimes you just have to, like, you got to overcome it. Like, the other sports were playing, and I was like, all right, well, baseball can do it and everything. So um, it was tough, though. It was just about networking and trying to continue to grow in a tough time. Well, I was going to say, because obviously you've got 9,000-plus followers, which is great, on Twitter. But are any of those followers, you know, real players? Like, you know, having this pandemic, you were able to get on some – high-level guests that maybe when everybody's running around you, you may not be able to grab. Did you find that for you as well? Like you got some big names on that podcast during the pandemic? Well, yeah, for sure. The pandemic was really good for that. We got the majority of the people during that time. We still maneuvered some more after it, which is, well, I guess I'm not really out of it, if you want to call this part of it too. Um, Not as severe as it was back then, I guess, but still tough, obviously. Um, but yeah, of course, I put a huge part in it, no question. And who were you able to get on, just so uh, my listeners know that yeah, this this podcast is, is worth listening to. Who, who did you have on? All right, so we had Jack Curry, 
Um, we had um, Trent Rosenkrantz with the Reds, right? Then we had a, trying to think, Iron Eagle, we had, who was the announcer of the CBS. And you, wow, that's pretty good. I mean, Ian's a, Iron Eagle's a really down-to-earth guy, and uh, kudos to having him. And Jack Curry, too. You know, he actually is very interactive with his fans, which is which is great. I've tried to get him on mine here. Hopefully this yeah. year we could do that. Um, we also have, yeah, you know, we also have Brian Hogan, Bob Clapitch as well. Um, we've had a nice guest to baseball. We had Sweeney Murray on. Yeah, Sweeney, another stand-up gentleman. I mean, all these guys are great. Let's switch gears to the NFL, though, because I know you cover that. And the draft is coming up, and we've seen some other moves happening here. But uh, are you a Jet or Giant fan? I'm a Jet fan. Also, the NFL, i got to say, is real. my brother Bobby leads our NFL stuff. Um, he actually helped us set up a draft event at Conan Grill. It's going to be live. We're broadcasting the first round at Conan Grill in Tampa, Florida. Everyone's welcome to come hang out, eat, drink, have fun, wear your team gear, or prizes and giveaways as well. So that's something to look forward to. Get some fun in Tampa. That's awesome. Now, are you in New York? Or where do you, Where do you reside now? Yeah, I'm in um, North Jersey, right by the stadium, only half hour out. You know, I'm ready to make that trip in six days. Yeah, I know. It feels like it's coming quick, and I love that too. Um, all right, so that's cool. So what, remind us the event again. I'll try and bring out some people, you know, get them to promote. I'll promote it through here as well. Okay, yeah. So NFL Draft, April 29th, the last Thursday in Florida. And it's going to be 7 to 8 o'clock. We'll get started. Uh, strength, food, just enjoy what you want. You know, what your team gear will be announced in the first round. We'll be doing some giveaways. We'll make it fun. Um, it's going to be a, We just have some big trades that took place before United. So the third pick now, the Dolphins at 6, Eagles back to 12. A lot of moving around for these quarterbacks. Well, Jets get Zach Wilson, I'm hoping. That's so now I just can't see where my fanhood lies. My co-host Bobby is a Patriots fan, so it makes <laughs> a very interesting dynamic on the podcast. Well, you know, you're you know, in Tampa we saw a winner in Tom Brady, number seven. I, I made this, for that too. I made this point that, you know, I don't think Belichick is worse off with Brady. I just don't think Cam Newton wanted to listen to Belichick like Brady did. Am I far off with that? Well, I think the system also doesn't fit Cam and the players are much worse too. So I got a cut. Cam was very bad, but he's no Tom Brady for sure. Everyone knows that. Um, I just think it wasn't a good pairing. I don't know what their plan is this year. Um, I think they're going to get some stiff competition for New winter to draft. I'm guessing now since all the quarterbacks are basically off the market, except for maybe while Jimmy G, they could get back potentially now. That's definitely swallowing again. So we'll see. Well, yeah, and you think the Darnold era is done, though? Do, do you think that's a... Yeah, I hope so, at least. I mean, I still think it probably is, because I think they're going to take Wilson at two, because the 49ers cause definitely asked the Jets about the trade-up, and Jets definitely still firm, so it would take a nice offer to get the Jets to trade that pick, and I think if the Jets stay at two, they're going to take Zach Wilson. That's what I've been hearing. Is that the kid from BYU? Yeah, it looks real good today in his pro day, too. Well, I know all eyes were on that in case. And I was thinking Fields would be the one, but I, some people tell me that may not be the case for the Jets. Yeah, I think it's Zach Wilson. Well, we'll have to see. Do you like the hire? I, this guy from San Francisco seems really, you know, like a, a down-to-earth guy, but a, a hard worker. 
and uh, hopefully. Oh they, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Robert Sala to look cool to see him there with Joe Douglas today. They were talking to Zach Wilson for a second. Uh, hopefully talking about some future plans of the number two pick. But, um, no, Sala's a good hire. You know, Wilson fits the Jets' new system very well. He gets rid of the ball quickly. He can make any throw. Talking about comparing Rodgers and Mahomes and certain traits. I'm not saying Zaplitz. He had some sick throws today, 60-plus yards, looking real good. A lot of mobility. Um, so that's really good. Uh, I think he's going to be very good. So hopefully, Jets pull the trigger on him. The Donald that was tough. Um, a lot of unfulfilled promises there on both sides. You know, I thought Donald would be better, but the coaching staff and the front office really failed to put the adequate system and talent around him time after time. So it's a tough ending if that's how it goes down. But I think the future will be brighter with Zach Wilson. Well, we'll have to see how that goes. Obviously. There, there's a really excitement about that because Gase is gone and you have a new era. And, you know, I've always found the Jets are the ones that always want that quarterback because of the Namath statue, so to speak. I mean, that's who they try and get every single year, is it not? That kind of and player. The are, they've been trying to get their quarterback for a minute. Donald was the last high pick in 2018. It's been three years, you know, been very up and down. Um I mean, he could be all right potentially, but it's just if he's not going next year in a worse situation. So, and Fields is a Wilson is very talented, very tough to pass up. When, when, when you started this podcast, I mean, did you think it would grow as much as it did? Like, I feel like you poured your heart and soul into this. So, how did you get to become a podcaster to begin with? Well, we just, we just did it, you know. Um, just went for it around two years ago to figure we'd start it. Um, I always had hope it would get to be this point. We still have a long way to go, so I'm not saying we're close to done. Um, do I ever think we'd get here? You know what? Yeah, I'd say that just, it would take some time. You know, it would happen quicker than I thought. Absolutely. Have certain aspects, which is good. And hopefully this year continues to be another big year for growth. And we're going to keep you quiet. Like you said, we do pour everything into this. So. I appreciate you noticing that. We really should have got ourselves out there and just keep doing good content. So for baseball and football, but baseball's coming up, football drafts, drafts, um, a lot of big-time stuff. We're hype. There, there is so much competition on Twitter, especially to get people to notice. So how do you guys stand out? Like, How do you guys work to be at the front of the pack, not behind the pack? We just try to keep up with trends of what's going on. Like, we always have something on something, you know. Like, whenever quiet, we'll, um, we spend hours awake. Like, we don't sleep at night sometimes, you know. Just working on reports or something. Um, just fun content, like funny plays, um, good plays, bad plays, you know. We've got the channel, the website, just trying to make sure everyone's fresh and uh, keeping up to date with stuff. And always trying to be ahead of the curve. Well, I hope one thing that I'll see you at City Field where the Yanks and Mets play on September 11th because that's going to be a huge night and I hope we're at full capacity by then. Yeah, I'd love to go to that game. It's a great point. Definitely one circle on the calendar for sure after everything that's happened. Um, that'll be a nice unifying game, especially if we're at full capacity. Oh, that'd be sweet. Oh, or even anywhere close I'm getting to goosebumps it. just thinking about it, Julian. That's how excited I am at that possibility. That would be very crazy. I, I agree. Uh so where so we got your Twitter at Grunt Talks MLB, and how can people reach out to you personally? Like how can people interact with you uh, on Twitter, outside of Twitter? Julian Gowardi one is my Twitter. That's where you can find me. We also got Grunt Talks on that on Twitter as well. 
Instagram is Julian Gallardi 11, also Glenn Talks team. That's where you guys can hang with me or whatever you want. So that's where I'm at. You mentioned the how you guys are, out there too. You mentioned how you want to grow this, and I, I my immediate thought was, well, does Julian want to be a sports talk guy on radio, or does he want to stick in podcasting? Like, where do you see this going? Could it be a radio show eventually? Yeah, you know, I'm open to pretty much anything. You know, me and Bobby are too. So, um, he, um, we want to definitely make this into a big time show. That would definitely be a good goal. We also want to do reporting for um, baseball and football. So we're looking into all our options right now. But I would love for this to be like a centralized income thing that I could just make money of the podcast, sure. But I think I would still do my game work and my reports and stuff because I just can't keep myself away from the game. So. It's um, I think it's all gonna go together. Hopefully, that's what I'm just. I'm trying to build it all to one thing as a unit as well. Definitely, I mean, have it all like an empire, so to speak, of uh, Grunt Talks Media, almost something like that. That'd be kind of cool. So we'll have to see how that yeah. progress goes. But do come back and keep us updated on this journey. I know that you. You, you love it. You love what you do, and I could sense it in the voice and the way you're talking about the game. You just love this game. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. We can definitely chop it up again sometime. Definitely. And hope to see you at the stadium this season. I'm Alex Garrett. This has been the Sports Hour side of Alex Garrett Podcasting. And we'll talk to you soon. My goodness, so much more to talk about, right, Julian?